Archetypal Tarot Podcast explores universal human patterns called archetypes by investigating the major arcana of the ancient tarot. We recognize these archetypes because they are present in our own life stories, myths, and culture. Each card represents a stage of the journey for understanding the greater story of our lives. Welcome to the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. I'm Julianne Javot, a consultant who specializes in archetypes, and my co-host, Sundara Quackenbush, is a tarot consultant. Today, we will be dispelling some superstition and unpacking the archetypal meaning behind card number 12, the hanged man. We'll talk about it as a stage of a journey and also the role of the martyr in our modern lives. So hey there, Sandera. Hey there, Julianne. How's it going? It's going well. Yeah, any any hanged man type of feelings coming up recently? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a bit of a hanged man mood. Absolutely. And we were going to record this a little bit earlier, and so we'd been talking about it a little bit, and I wrote, a, did my research and notes. I even did a painting, which I sent to you, a little watercolor painting that of my depiction of the hanged man, and um, it's, at first it's, and this is a lot like this card, at first it's like, ooh, you know, I don't think I like this, but it's actually been really, really good, and so I'm excited to kind of bring that energy into today's talk. And to talk with people about it because we, I kind of feel like going from strength, we're, we're heading into some really major cards. Not that the other ones aren't, but in terms of what people think and the superstition and the ooh, tarot, kind of like this is all weird. I'm particularly excited to kind of like take these cards and really, really take a look at them and to kind of get some of that superstition off of it and really use them as a modern mythology. And this is a good one to start with because it's like the hanged man, like that can't be good. Yeah, definitely. The hanged man is one of those cards that people, you know, along with the death card and, and the devil card or whatever. The tower. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the falling tower. It's one of those cards that at first glance, people are like, oh my God, what does this mean? And, 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 and actually, you know, and I went through a phase of this early on in my life, which was I was afraid to, to work with the terror because I was not sure what was going to come up, you know, I was like, well, what is it? What if it says the scary thing about my future or whatever? And, uh, boy, th being able to see things through a metaphorical lens, see it through an archetypal lens has been so, so helpful. And there, you're right. There's absolutely a lot of opportunity in the hangman, which we're going to be exploring today. So let's get down and take a look at these cards. Um, or different representations of the hanged man. So in that Marseille's deck, that old Marseille's deck, we've got, uh, we definitely have a man hanging, but he's not hanging by his neck. No. Nope. He is hanging by his foot. Uh, looks like by his right foot. And he's hanging in between two trees that look like they've been um, trimmed very very deeply so like they all of their branches have been cut off and the, and they have like little red stumps coming up out of these trees and he's hanging very low his his there seems to be a hole in the earth between where these two trees are planted and his head is hanging just above this chasm and his hands look like they're probably tied behind his back we're not sure his hair is hanging freely and but one of those feet is loose 
and he brings it behind himself and his his legs actually make kind of a four shape the shape of the number four and uh some people have interpreted and seen gosh he doesn't look like he's actually having that hard of a time being hanged upside down he, he's kind of at peace he looks at peace and some people even say he, he looks like he's dancing Hmm. Uh, so that's gonna help us help lead the way in our uh, exploration of Hanged Man. The Rider Waite deck is is not too different. It looks like it's just one one tree instead of two. It's a different leg. I don't know. Sometimes these artists of the cards are like, we're gonna be the same, but we're gonna be different. We're gonna let him hang by the different foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's still got that number four shape to its legs, which is mm -hmm. interesting. But we have more of a halo around the head. So this is definitely a divine journeyer. Our wonderful hero will see him as that's been on this journey with us all throughout these cards. Yeah, and I noticed when um when I was doing the research and the visual. Uh, representations of this card and then when I I decided to do my own interpretation of it the the actual sense of serenity seemed to be present in most people's interpretations of of this card and of this image and that um, that I, struck me as being really really interesting because you've got this card that people can be really really superstitious about like oh no the hanged man but you look at it and he looks serene and what came to mind for me is this, this, you know, the image of someone upside down and they're being, they're basically have a rope around one foot and the other foot's kind of free, but they're crossing it. What would happen to any of us if we were, you know, it's like you think of those traps in the woods where you're like strung up and you see it in movies all the time. Yeah. It's a trope. But um, that what what's the first thing that happens when you're, you know, you say you're caught in a snare and you're strung up. You struggle. You're like, oh my God, I got to get out of this. And you're, you're trying to reach up and untie yourself. But there is going to be a, a point that you either just give in mm -hmm. and you let go and you relax um, or you're so tired that you have to mm -hmm. basically relax. And um, whichever way you get there, I look at the I look at the hanged man and think, OK, there was a struggle before this. And maybe that's where strength comes in, because there's a couple different ways that I think we can get from the last stage with strength uh, that you and I um, talked about, Sandera, and then to the, you know, you will need the strength in order to surrender to whatever this position um, represents, which is hang time, which is that time, you know, you're caught up and now you're upside down and you have to see everything differently. So Sandera, let's, um, let's share with our listeners a little bit about what you and I talked about earlier and coming from strength, what that meant and getting, getting to this card. Yeah, it's very interesting, right? We have this, you know, very beautiful, uh, you know, getting, taking charge of your own inner resources and strength and courage in the last card. And then we're in this phase, which almost seems to be the opposite, uh, where we're strung up, we're powerless. Uh, and so what, what can we make of this for our fool, for our hero? And so sometimes when we find that, that inner strength or we find strength, we are amazed by it. We are in awe of it. And then uh, it often happens in all of us to become identified with that strength. Oh, I'm strong. I can do anything. Uh, yeah, let's bring it on. And we become, our egos become too closely identified with this strength which can cause in life when we, which can be a good thing in the sense that then we we 
encounter new journeys, that we take new risks. But then we find ourselves at some point strung up and our head, which has gone into the clouds, is flipped upside down and brought into the right back down, aiming towards earth. Remember, we've got this hangman. His head is hanging uh, right over this chasm, right into the earth. And so we really are brought back to earth in the hanged man card. What are some other ways that you see that this card may speak to that journey or that transition from strength to hangman? Well, I, I definitely agree with what you were, you were talking about. And there's, there's something else that comes up for me coming from strength, which is a lot about, you know, the patience and fortitude and moving forward and finding those sort of like inner animal, animal energies as being necessary to, to this, to this step. And if there was like sort of a headiness that came out of it, you know, you get turned upside down. But I think because this whole card is in a sense about being, you know, upside down and about having to let an older perspective go, if you didn't have that inner strength and you weren't sort of connected with that ability to have fortitude and know that like, you know, again, with the wheel of fortune, everything's, it's a spiral, it's a circle, it's going to keep um, transitioning from one to another. If you didn't have that inner strength, I think the struggle with the hangman would be a lot longer. It would take a long, lot longer for you to sort of like give up. And a big part of the theme um, for the hanged man card in this stage is letting go. It's surrendering. It's sacrifice. It's because you're suspended, right? The whole image of the card is about suspension. And that inner strength has to feed that. If you didn't have that before, if say in the last stage, you just keep giving up, meaning you, you battled, you went to battle that tiger versus being patient, um, you'd still be struggling with this one. The mm -hmm. idea of letting go would be so foreign and, and the idea of, of surrender would exhaust you. Mm -hmm. So you need that getting in, getting into this next stage, which um, is also this radical change in point of view upside down. Yeah, it's taking a, a totally new perspective uh, can really transform things. And being given the strength in the, the last card, you can't just like collect gifts from the universe and then say, hey, this is, uh, this is what I got and I'm so lucky. You're given more responsibility mm -hmm. when you are given strength. And so really our hero, our fool is being tested in this experience of being hung upside down for that inner strength, how much inner strength do you have? Are you able to hang sometimes literally and to, to wait and to be in a difficult situation where you're even powerless so that that testing of that inner strength comes about in this hanged man card yeah. quite directly. There's something resonant to, of, of the hermit of that, you know, the, the more closed space where you are called to kind of compliment, um, contemplate and, um, you know, your, your new point of view is going to feed because you're upside down. This new point of view is going to help feed your, your contemplation. What are you, what are you going to concentrate on? And that everything is new at this point as you're hanging upside down. It's like a forced hermitage. Yeah. There's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's again, it's that hang time. And I, this is, it's a sports reference. First time ever on the Archetypal Tarot Podcast, I think. <laughs> but um, hang time, I mean, it's used popularly, but I believe it comes from basketball where the person has the ball in their hand and they're jumping to get it into the hoop. It's that you're suspended in the air. It's that time just before the ball goes into the hoop. 
it's hang time. So it's in a way you, you know that there's a trajectory that you're on, but you're not there yet. And you're not supposed to. I think the brilliance of seeing this as a stage um, is because we will fight that hang time. We don't want to be patient. And again, we'll go back to strength. We learned patience, hopefully, um, and that, that, you know, there is something very purposeful about it and that there's time to address things like um, what is what is sacrifice, you know, being suspended, accepting things. Really, really, really important. And in our day and age, I find everything is super fast. Yeah, totally. This is like anathema to to the way our lives are are being lived in, on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis. And often we will we will work and do until something forces us to take a break. And often that's uh, unfortunately illness or accidents. And um, those are perfect examples of what the hangman can be uh, is that, uh, and, and maybe you've experienced that feeling of acceptance. It's, it's actually quite a blissed out state where you, you come to that point of surrender or realization. Oh, I can't go to work today because I'm sick. <laughs> and it, you're like, oh, all I can do all I literally can do is lay in bed. <laughs> Absolutely. I really, really understand that, especially yeah. working for myself. How many you know? times have you heard that, that phrase that people say, I, I'm sorry, I can't help you. My hands are tied. <laughs> yep. That's the stage altogether. There, there is that. And so there's, there's this internal movement of taking in the world from a different point of view because what precedes that, like my hands are tied or I just can do nothing else, is a whole bunch of expectations. It's a whole bunch of here's how my life is going to go. Meaning just today, we all thought our lives would go this way, but things will get turned upside down. And that's one of the things that's happened to me since, oh, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks when we were really, I was really doing some prep work for this podcast. All of my meetings, my clients, everything just literally was like, oh, not on Thursday, we'll do it Friday. Everything sort of got thrown up in the air. Mm -hmm. And I think previously I probably would have been like, oh, this is terrible. I, I, for some reason, I just kind of went with it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. My week just totally changed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what, what opportunities are now opening up for me? And I did the painting in that time too. I was oh, like, wow. oh, look, more time for me to do art. Okay, some time for me to do art. Yeah. So, so what is the opportunity in the being hung up? I think that's really, really interesting. We see uh, multiple stories of, of people who suffered illnesses or accidents and then totally changed the direction of their life. You think about uh, Frida Kahlo laying in bed in her cast after her accident uh, was how she developed her artistic skills and later became a painter. Um, Doris Day, who had first set out to be a dancer and was in an accident learned to sing and became better known for her singing than she ever did for her dancing. So it can completely, being hung up for a little while, force or not being able to do what you usually do, forces some other avenues to open up. It's, yeah, it can totally be a time of a course correction. And the fact that we see this card, I mean, there's, there's going to be some uncomfortable enough uh, stuff happening at the beginning. But the way the card is represented, there's, you know, you're in a moment of repose. And so that take that opportunity, there is a question that, that got asked of me by one of my teachers that's still, still a tough question. I get it. It's like, and the question is as simple as this, and I think it applies, is could you be happy if nothing else changed in your life? Could you be happy? 
if basically everything that you've got right now, every relationship, everything was just sort of frozen in time, could you be happy? That is one of those like, what questions? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a contemplation question. And I think that's also what's being asked here with the hanged man card. And it's a koan, basically. It's kind mm. of a koan, kind of a wow. Buddhist koan. Mm. And um, it's something to think about. But what, because we all know that life is going to change. That's basically kind of our answers. Life will change no matter what. What it is saying is what happiness and what gratitude and what, what are the wonderful things in your life right now that if you put it in a little box, you know, you could experience and you could be happy. We also know everything's going to change, period. So it's really just a, it's one of those thought experiments. It's a koan for us to contemplate. And as we're hung upside down, we have the ability to look around and appreciate yeah. everything around us yeah. from a different perspective. That's really powerful, especially considering that the next card after this is the death card. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and, but for all of us, you know, we never know when the end of our life is going to be. And you know, this may just be it. What you're living today could always just be it. Yeah. And, and you know, we are trained from an early age, like you, you need to go from kindergarten to first grade. I saw this video, what was it, Alan Watts and South Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was all about how we are kind of programmed from an early age to think that the, the better, the best, the success is, you know, after we complete this certain thing. And we... we we only realize later on that our whole life as it was unfolding was what was great. And it's the journey, it, it was the journey. And so what does the fool see now as he hangs by his feet? That's what's important. We hope you're enjoying this episode and we invite you to become a part of the archetypal tarot team by becoming a patron. It's super easy and there are some awesome rewards for joining. So just visit tiny dot cc slash tarot for more information and now back to our program so maybe we should begin to uh shift our conversation start to talk about the martyr archetype uh that sure you know that plays about. into here for sure the hanged man is often associated with the martyr archetype i mean for lots of reasons as you would imagine and the martyr archetype is i think one of our most misunderstood archetypes um, on the info page for this podcast, you'll find an article that I wrote that is one of my, it's the second most popular article on my website. It gets like hundreds of hits a week because there's, I think people are really curious about the martyr. I think it's represented in culture in a way that's not, that is so narrow that I personally wanted to kind of flesh it out. So the martyr does have a lot to do with sacrifice, but what comes out in it comes out in the shadow side that when people see the martyr as, you know, that person in the office or let's just say a relative who is playing the martyr, quote unquote, and it's the hand on the forehead sort of like, oh, I'll do it all and you don't appreciate me. This person um, making a, a, a sacrifice or telling you that they're making a sacrifice to achieve something. That's technically not even really the martyr. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to, I want to say it's, it's a difficult thing because people see it as a martyr, but it's it's not exactly. That is usually the victim um, when someone wants to manipulate or it's the prostitute archetype where you feel so low about yourself that you want to do extra in order to be, to be seen. Um, the most important thing about the martyr to remember is its fulcrum and its motivation is to witness. 
first and foremost, before there's any sacrifice, there is a witnessing. And in fact, um, the etymology of the word martyr has been seen to come from two places. The word samarati, um, which means memory or mindful, and also martis, which is ancient Greek for witness. So again, we bring it back to witnessing. What are you witnessing? The sacrifice comes in where the martyr, first you're witnessing, you're seeing a truth and you want to represent it. You want to do something to get it out there or have action on, on whatever you're witnessing, that truth. And the sacrifice is at a certain point, all martyrs, true martyrs, they are giving something up for this greater truth for other people. Um, I'll need to put in an example right now of a real life um, martyr here uh, in the United States in the most positive way. Lily Ledbetter was a woman who essentially was working for a big company for Goodyear and was underpaid for her entire career. She was already retired when a lot of the legislature kind of came about, but she basically started, you know, she realized she was being treated very unfairly and she took her own time and her own money putting in calling senators, um, trying to figure out how we can right this wrong. So she was witnessing something that was incorrect. And she realized if it was happening to her, it was happening to a lot of other women. And to kind of, you know, sum the story up, she eventually did succeed in being this amazing martyr. Um, the Lilly Ledbetter Act was signed into law by Obama just after he got elected. And she did not and would not see any money or any compensation for that. She wasn't going to get fair pay, but she made sure that what happened to her wasn't going to happen to anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so there's that, that sense that like she was witnessing something and she didn't get anything from it. That was her sacrifice. She could have said, Hey, well, I'm not going to get a dime from this. Why bother? Um, she cared more about changing the future and having other people get paid fairly. And you know, this was what, four or five years ago. And we're still talking about like fair pay and stuff like that. So wow. that's the heart of the martyr archetype was you can really witness something and move toward it in a way. And yeah, there are going to be sacrifices um, for it. So um, if you're interested in reading more, um, check out um, the article on my website. Yeah, absolutely. That I can see why that's a very popular article. And, uh, and to show how someone who opposes a collective viewpoint or something that's very broad, we can get strung up if we stand, take a stand against that, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. Uh, but, wow, what a place to be. And it's humiliating, and it can be such a tremendous struggle. Not necessarily an easy an easy position. And um, the word sacrifice comes up. And, I again, I like to look at what are the, what are the roots of these words? What do they truly mean? And sacrifice means to make to make sacred. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of ways to look at the martyr archetype. One of, if, if you're going to be talking about sacrifice and you want to martyr yourself for something, there's, there's a really healthy way to be a martyr. There's a really healthy way to let go and to make, to make a, make sacred what you're letting go. And, and that can be like, are you letting go of grief? Are you going to let go of your anger over something there's healthy sacrifice and unhealthy sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, when the martyr archetype comes up, that we can really, really take a look at. And this hang time that we have with the hanged man is a, is a good time to kind of contemplate that. What are we going to make sacred by letting it go? Mm -hmm. 
there's something up, you know, that I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the symbology of the, of the card, which I wanted to mention is the, um, just looking at the card, yeah, I immediately saw the, the tree posture in yoga. Yes. That's sort yeah. of that, that image. And that's sort of, you can still stand, but you're and there's a balancing and, and repositioning your body. Yeah, and, and in speaking of yoga, and I'm also a yoga teacher, is I, I love to think of inversions or, you know, legs up the wall pose or, or shoulder stand or any of the other headstands. Headstand would be great, but, you know, we're all working on that one. But, <laughs> I can't um, do it. <laughs> but um, anything that gets the, you, you know, you, and you're actually asked to always keep your eyes open during inversions. Mm-hmm. So you're still required to watch and see. And the blood is able to flow in the opposite direction than it's always, always going. So I, I've, and it's tremendously healthy to get the circulation going, to get things moving in the opposite direction. And it's just this amazing time for reflection and wow, everything is upside down. So you can take the hanged man a little bit literally and go try that. Yeah, well, I like the idea of the, the changing the, the kind of like reversing the polarity of the way, you know, the, the blood and everything's moving. Another reference that I noticed with the hangman is that before babies are before born and before we're born, we have to turn upside down in the womb in order to, you know, head out. Okay. That's terrible. Um, in order for us to be born, yeah, the head right. basically needs to be down. And that's, that's you. I also see this as like, this is coming up on the death card, right? There is I mean, a metaphorical death where death is a rebirth. That's right. the way mm-hmm. I really take that, that yeah. card. And are and, we held, are we still held by the ankle? Not anymore. Spanked? No, that, yeah, that's that was an the old, 70s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the old days. I don't think so anyway. <laughs> I don't have babies. <laughs> it still, that still fits with this thing. It's still, it's, theme, yeah, it's the now. pre-birth. It's the waiting time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can, yeah, we can really see this in, these moments in our lives when we're going to get frustrated. And I like to think of this as that frustration is me just trying to untie myself from that. And that the, the real serenity comes from being with it. Mm-hmm. And those it's a, you know, potential because we're, you know, within this hero's journey of these cards coming up to the death card. Um, wow. How exciting is a rebirth? Scary is all get out. But this is the moment of sort of like being open to those changes. And I think if anybody who's gotten to probably the age of 25 in this life has seen that there are those touchstone land, landmark moments where everything does change. Mm-hmm. And we can pull on the mythology and the wisdom from all the previous cards um, in this moment to, to be able to like let us be with this moment of repose you know, there's there's a clarity that we're just not probably going to get in any other way. Yeah, it strings up the ego, and you know, our ego can't do that little voice just can't do what it wants to do, and then so other elements of the self can come forward and uh, emerge when that ego's out of the way. Uh, why don't you tell us some ways in which you've seen the hangman show up in the movies? Okay, and I'll give some martyr references too. But the hangman situation, I'm just going to name the movie and if the listeners are interested, go check it out. The 
because it's a little bit oblique, but I think it's still really, really powerful. There was a film, I think, from maybe 2005, 2006, called The Lady in the Water, and it's by M. Night um, Shyamalan, and if you watch this film, I think it's cute. It's a, it's a, it's a basically a modern-day folktale, and it's starring Paul Giamatti and um, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Paul Giamatti's character, watch him at the beginning. There is this, his character is very much in this hanged man time until he literally is being called to become a hero throughout the story. So it's going to take too much time for me to go into all of it. But if you watch The Lady in the Water and you pay attention to Paul Giamatti's character, I think that's a very appropriate way to kind of look at, you know, the, the hanged man time and being pulled then back out into the hero's journey and there's also a, you know the death the like oops, letting go of um what you thought your story was going to be and making sacrifices so it's a really powerful story i recommend that one and uh in terms of i mean there's a lot of classic martyr um stories in film the the ones that i think of first are meryl streep and silkwood kind of an older film but it's a very strong reference and of course, Gandhi, you know, and Ben Kingsley, that, mm -hmm. you know, that, that film, I think still really holds up to today. It's just massive film. And Gandhi's, I think, is a great story for us to watch, um, even now. And then the movie Milk with, uh, with Sean Penn is a great example of that. And then a little more recently, um, Nel uh, the Nelson Mandela story, the film Invictus, um, highly, highly recommended. And a couple of books I thought I would bring up, too, since we don't often mention books. Little Bee by Chris Cleave. Really amazing book and very much um, plays with the martyr archetype, as well as um, The Happy Prince, which is a very short story. It's a little tiny book by Oscar Wilde that I enjoyed a lot and I think is, is appropriate in terms of the martyr archetype. Wonderful. And, uh, and The Hangman also being, you know, the way that punishment used to be brought upon people you can also think of movies or uh, watch those movies again that have to do with being in prison for a long period of time when do protagonists have to be stuck in one place for a long time whether yeah. due to illness or imprisonment uh, we were thinking earlier of Shawshank Redemption Shawshank who, who Redemption. was in that, that again got me on the spot here Tim Tim <laughs> <laughs> Where's IMDb? Somebody when I need is it. someone very famous is in Shawshank. Well, Morgan Redemption. Freeman's in it too. Yeah, he's I know in that one. He's he's great in that movie. Um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Okay, so Tim Robbins and so his character. We don't script these things, people. Just so you, <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> Hang me up. I'll I'll remember all names. You know, after a long period of time. But uh, in, in that movie, his character is coming from quite a weak state, but he gets blamed for this murder that he doesn't do. But through his many, many years in prison, it, it does call forth from him tremendous inner strength. Mm -hmm. uh, so those can be great things to watch for the hanged man murder archetype. Absolutely. And if anyone has wants more information or you've got suggestions, references for this, you can go to the show notes, which will be listed at the very end of this recording. And there's something that I've been meaning to mention on the podcast, and that is, do you like what you're hearing? And if you're enjoying this and you're getting something out of it, do us a solid and go on to iTunes and go ahead and give us a review. 
because, you know, five stars, right? Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a review on iTunes. That actually really helps us get out there and more people can hear us and share us on Facebook um, if, if you want to share this with your friends and your family. And we're always open to feedback, and you'll find all of that cool stuff and how to get a hold of me and Sundara um, just after this recording. So thank you so much for listening, and next time, drum roll. The death card. And hopefully we will just pull out a bunch of crappy superstition and really find the truth and what's going to help us in our modern day lives. Yeah, if we're still alive. (laughs) Never mind. All right, y'all. I hope you're having a great day and listen again in about a month. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to help keep this podcast going by becoming a patron. It's super easy. Just visit tiny.cc slash tarot for more information and the many cool rewards for joining. That's tiny.cc slash tarot. Feed for today's episode by going to archetypist.com slash 2012 slash 10 slash 21 slash hang time or just type the words hang time into the search box on the upper right. You can contact Sandera through her website at tarotdreamstone.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>